welcome to the Sensual Artistry Podcast, exploring erotic awakenings and liberated love. I'm your host, Luna Agnea, essential arts and intimacy facilitator, relationship coach, tantrika, and artist with a passion for the path of liberation through love. In this podcast, you will receive firsthand stories of sacred erotic awakenings, transformational experiences, and love that goes beyond limits. This podcast is here to inspire, educate, and awaken your own sensual artist, because when you liberate your eros, you liberate your life. Welcome back to a new episode. Today we have the amazing Gilly, uh, who uh, some of you will recognize their content, but maybe not uh, their face or voice. Uh, Gilly is, yeah, kind of behind the scenes and part of the Central Arts School and an amazing human that is also very passionate about queer-friendly Tantra and um, has, yeah, an amazing page called Queering Tantra. And we're going to talk queer tantra goodness today so welcome you want to say anything else about yourself and your passions and say hi Mm, yes hello thank you (laughs) thanks for the introduction and i'm excited to be here and talk some queering tantra as you mentioned i um yeah what can i tell about myself i study and practice uh the westernized version um, as a B of uh, traditional Tantra. Um, I educate on matters of intimacy and consent in different formats and also about, yeah, queer, queer attitudes and queer visibility and queer inclusion in Tantric spaces, which um, I found through my sort of career as a Tantra student being all sorts of scales of challenging and interesting. Um, yeah, um, I started I started Queering Tantra um, as um, <laughs> I realized that I had a lot to rant about. Um, <laughs> like, I realized that I was like internally collecting a lot of these like one liner complaints that were, you know, I'd like I'd have this thought of, you know, oh, come on, like Tantra is not for it's not just for the cis heteronormative. Come on, Tantra teachers. And I, I'd have these like one liner um, collection that I think, oh, like one day I'll do like a Twitter rant or something. And um, and eventually turn into it turned into like its own feed that I have uh, been really excited to curate as my COVID project. Um, <laughs> yeah, that turned into yeah, turned into a really fun thing to do. Uh, I'm absolutely loving your content when the page uh, first popped up it was like yeah like I also you know sometimes make some similar rants and I've also had like some pretty shitty experiences in the modern tantra scene um, as a queer person and you know even for myself where it's like uh, being a lot more like uh, you know female presenting and in relationships with men but still being a kind of bi non-binary <laughs> being and just ah and like every time I see your post pop up I'm just like yes this and just sharing it like everyone read this everyone pay attention to this so uh, also grateful for your rants uh hopefully they're reaching the people that need it and not just fellow queer people that are also like ah 
fun than (laughs) in our own little bubble. But uh, yeah, hopefully some people are getting some um, good info out of it. So do you want to speak more a bit about your journey kind of into the Tantra world and um, some of the kind of positive experiences and then some of the challenges you've had navigating that as a career identifying person and maybe also want to share a bit um, just about like your um, I don't know career identity or your um, you know what what you're meaning by uh, queer first for people just to have a bit of context. Oh, wow. <laughs> sure. A lot to unpack here. Um, yeah. Maybe I start from, uh, I can, I think I'll start from the queer identity question. Um, yeah, I, I came across, I came across queerness as a concept um, when I was, I don't want to age myself. So a couple of, uh, a <laughs> couple of tickets ago, I guess I just did. Um, I was, so I was dating a gender studies uh, student and who was who just kind of like brought to the surface and kind of be in like living room conversation the idea of queer theory and queerness um and up until that moment i i had always thought of queerness as just another word for gay and then being exposed to this concept of queer theory and queer being queer being defined as anything that's undefinable or like walking the lines of definition and like playing in those spaces, like in that liminal space between like, like in that almost, I want to say like binary space between something that's defined and undefined, like something that is and isn't to me, that's where queerness lies. And, um, and it's, and I I got to experience and understand it so much more beyond uh, like sexual orientation and gender and, and, and and look at things uh, beyond their definitions. You know, like when when I think of um, sexuality in general, like what defines sex? Like what is sex to me? Or like what is a relationship? You know, queering the idea of sexuality, queering the idea of relationship, queering the idea of gender by you know, not only not sticking to the binary, but just challenging the whole idea of gender itself and looking at its origins and looking at how we interact with it. And and just allowing allowing myself and I guess inviting others to to be playful about it, to just say whatever I think to just, yeah, like invite an inquiry around every sort of contained definition just for fun, just for the queerness of it. And I think that's how um, that's how queer works for me. Um, And to. <laughs> to answer your um your other question about my journey through the world of tantra yeah it was um so i first i got to my first tantra class assuming that i was going to learn some cool sex things and little that i knew it was actually a spiritual school that was teaching a spiritual and devotional path of tantra and i came out of it just having my mind completely blown with um with a narrative that uh that i could relate to like a sort of like a um a, a creational um concept or like a creational mythology that I felt wasn't oppressive to me that didn't tell me how I'm supposed to be or not to be or how I'm supposed to act or not to act and that did offer some kind of esoteric construct but didn't call on me to um to perform any um 
to perform in any particular way. So the way the teachers that I'm really grateful for to have been exposed to Tantra in this way have presented it was that, you know, Tantra is just a certain art of being. And, and we, and the walking of the tantric path is defined by embracing consciousness and, and discernment and attention and, um, and energy and, and fluidity. And, and there was no, and in a sense to me that embraced queerness as well, because, mm. because I could, I could be queer in tantric because, because that it feel, it felt like it's not contradicting the path as it was defined by teachers. Um, it was, and it was an interesting, it was an interesting journey because in the particular school that I participated in, it was, it wasn't by, by definition queer friendly. They weren't, you know, like um, promoting themselves as queer inclusive, but the teachings were to me enough to participate. And over time, I started noticing like the more gender related teachings that did start occurring, but not but I was already hooked. Like I was already in, I like, I wanted the path of consciousness. I wanted the path of energy. I wanted the path of discernment. I wanted to practice those rituals. I wanted to feel my heart opening and my energy moving. And like my body used as like an antenna for resonance and all of those things, you know, I was hooked on it already. And all of a sudden I'm in it. And then I get this, like these like more advanced classes where I'm grouped with women in in a room and like people who are grouped as men are invited to go to another room and I only receive one part of the teachings because because that's how it works and and they and they specifically that in that particular school would be what uh, the teachers would say um so they didn't teach they didn't they didn't attach so much to gender but they they made a connection basically between I, I mean, it has to be genitalia because it's kind of, you know, they're, they're basing their, their teachings on, you know, you have, you hold feminine energy if you were born with a vagina or you were born with a certain chromosome with or without it. And, and that's, that, that was, and, and that's kind of like deeply embedded in what, in their belief system. And to me, it was really hard to compute how, like, but how can you teach both of it at the same time? How can you teach me that I can do anything and like walk the path as long as I'm, yeah, conscious and discerning and, and you know, a channel of love and also that the genitals or the, the biology that I was born in are going to define how I approach life or how I do love or how, what polarity I play in the game of lovemaking um, yeah, it was uh, it was an interesting conflict, and I think from there arose this um, like this ranty attitude of, "Hey, tantra can be something else." Um, and I was, I'm very grateful to be to like to have been introduced to this path from this perspective that was that felt more inclusive, where I could where I could really find myself and feel comfortable with the teachings enough to start practicing it and yeah I think what had happened in what had happened in COVID times when we couldn't be in classes and we and you know and like the the way to do tantra for me was kind of online and other and I was searching different communities and interacting with other people outside of my um, kind of group of school of origin I've noticed that 
this tendency of attaching polarity to gender and like talking about like Shakti and Shiva basically as synonyms of male and female or man and woman uh, was even more prevalent. And it was almost like that's part of Tantra that's embedded in the teachings, Um, Mm. which, which to me, I think I still struggle with it. Honestly, it's really it's a challenge that I really sit with. I would be lying if I said daily, but it's a challenge that I, it's a conflict that I sit with um, quite regularly, understanding that there is a certain way that I choose to do my practice and I choose to talk about my spiritual path that is profoundly different from how it's taught and presented um, by majority of teachers and Um. perceived it. And the access that I choose to allow myself to these, to the classes and workshops and retreats less and less. So now is would, would feel unsafe to a lot of people who have a similar experience around their body and their gender and the way they relate to themselves, to others, to their sexuality. And yeah, that, that challenges me regularly. Yeah. Yeah, and this is a thing that really um, upsets me, you know, hearing and like with my experience, with your experience, with like a lot of other people, um, especially those that didn't get a stronger transmission as you did. Like at least like it sounds like at first you really like got this transmission of what Tantra is. And so you were able to kind of sit through the uncomfortable bits and knowing that there's this deeper resonance. But unfortunately, I'm finding a lot of people are going to their first Tantra workshop that is just like oh this is masculine and this is feminine and tantra is about like being in your feminine and then manifesting your masculine king warrior to come save you so you can surrender and never have to um put in any effort anymore and be in your feminine flow and you know just have tantric orgasms all day and Uh, A lot of people are coming across this first now because it is um, the loudest online. It's the most prevalent on the internet at the moment, uh, which is a whole topic of itself of how this is like kind of become like the the front of um, the Tantra movement, like the most loud, the most seen, the most um, paid for as well. Like people are raking in a lot, a lot, a lot of money teaching this compared to people that are teaching uh, the more like authentic traditional Tantra. And yeah, people are kind of coming to this and being like, oh, if this is Tantra, then Tantra is not for me. Tantra's shit and this like hurts my heart so much because I'm like no like Tantra is so queer friendly uh you know like when when it's you know in alignment with like what the the original teachings are because everything you're saying about um what queerness is to you is what like Tantra is really saying in the philosophy of like life being beyond the binary it's a non-dual tradition that's about like getting out of all the concepts and all the conditioning that we have around who we are oh I'm a man I'm a woman I'm Caucasian I'm um a basketballer I'm a you know like whatever kind of labels like how do we dissolve them all and be just pure consciousness and energy, um, you know, radiating from the heart, interacting in the present moment with what's alive moment to moment and not clinging to any attachment to anything. And, um, you know, that's why I think like, 
the concept of queerness of uh, being, you know, beyond binaries and labels and definitions and just being authentic to whatever aliveness comes out via gender and sexuality moment to moment. And then this like lived expression of Tantra, which is like moment to moment, authentic aliveness without conditioning. Like it's, you know, one in the same. And uh, for me and my like, identity as a queer person like tantra has merged perfectly with it but only when i've been with the right kind of teachers that have like that <laughs> perspective and that um fit with that and you know and this has more come from traditional tantra rather than the neo-tantra movement for me like when i actually start um started reading like tantra illuminated and the recognition sutras and um started like doing a bit of study on like the vigyana bhadiva tantra and um yeah, some of the other like original tantric texts like this is all the stuff it was saying and they actually had like third gender was like a standard part of tantra and like you know they like they had shiva and shakti represented by a male and a female body because of the the grammatical way that um sanskrit is yeah. gendered i found this out the other day i was like oh of course the only reason why it was like shakti's a woman and shiva's a man is because like um uh, it's yeah the sanskrit is gendered language like uh spanish and stuff so Anyway, so, but then they knew that people were then going into this dualistic mindset and um, getting too attached to it. So then they started creating this like deity that is this androgynous merging of Shiva and Shakti <laughs> and like half man and half woman and saying like, okay, does that help you better to realize that it's one and the same and that there is no separation and that you are both of this at the same time? Um, and yeah, it's really like being beautiful for me to see that like queerness has always been a big part of Tantra. And it just seems like a shame that that transmission is missing because it feels like that's um, a thing that is really taking off in the world. Like more and more people are stepping into their queerness and um, stepping out of like the heteropatriarchy constructs that have been um, binding us for centuries. And it, it seems like, yeah, there's a weird like in between space right now with the Tantra world, like kind of holding on to like the old paradigm and some people breaking through. And it's, <laughs> it's interesting to watch, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, so true. And what what I find what I find fascinating is like as you said, I I mean I I resonate with so much of everything, every word. Uh what I what I find really interesting is that I'm actually noticing that um there is a movement away from tantra or like a, a resistance to hearing anything tantra related from people that I know who are queer who are who aren't necessarily interested in a spiritual path but they are but they are in sexual expansion and just uh you know some kind of awakening that that will not result in I don't know in like spiritual practice for them and there's so much of that the tantra can offer in that particular area which is kind of more neo-tantric is the it's the least queer friendly because they haven't taken on that like spiritual in my opinion and that that like spiritual underlayer of like everything is permitted you know tantra is is to me like the art the art of everything like there's no there's no separation there's no definition and it's it's queer as fuck um and yeah and it's uh <laughs> it's frustrating when also to see that how tantra is getting paralleled with sex 
basically how you know accounts on on social media that talk about tantra get get blocked our account got blocked for for a month last year and to be clear we um um i mean uh querying tantra that is uh, there was no there was no there's no photos i mean it's just the word tantra or maybe got reported um how we yeah there's like such a focus on sexuality but there's no focus on expanding sexuality and looking at it in any perspective other than kind of perpetuating some sort of like societal norms yeah. yeah and it's a and it's a shame and this is like creating a big dilemma in me as someone that's like um you know works specifically with sacred sexuality and is a uh tantrika and very dedicated tantrika and i know that like the sexuality work like I, I know i always have this dilemma of like do i call it tantra do i call it sacred sexuality do i call it like tantric sexuality and um you know especially because people are looking for tantra in one way and then other people like you said are kind of repulsed by tantra now because they've got this idea that like tantra equals uh man and woman doing some massages and making some ah sounds really loud <laughs> or something, you know uh and like tantra people and there's like lots of kind of memes and piss takes of this kind of thing which is funny because it's also <laughs> very true a lot of it um so there yeah, there's this dilemma because when you look, yeah, the Tantra hashtag, you see a lot of um, just, yeah, like kind of softcore porn, um, people just, you know, selling um, erotic massage and just kind of spamming their erotic massage um kind of business in there and you know for a lot of us where this is our path like being buddhist or like being christian and you know like this is your spiritual devotional path of life and uh you know i can imagine especially for people in like bhutan and india that are more like traditional tantrics to you know like they when they want to go on their hashtag hashtag tantra and then it's a bunch of white people having sex it's like <laughs> excuse me like what is what is this like and obviously you know sex is part of tantra and there's a lot of sexual practices um and you know but it is the smaller minority uh like in the grand scope of what tantra is and um it gets yeah challenging as someone that's teaching in this world to know like should we just be calling it all something different? Like I had a lot of resistance to sacred sexuality because like sacred kind of felt like Christian Puritanian uh, to me at first. Like I like when I first heard sacred sexuality, it made me think like, oh, it's only reserved for like your, your soulmate in, in a church. And like um, <laughs> it kind of didn't feel as like wild and free as I liked, but I've just kind of got over that and had to start using sacred sexuality more. Um, but yeah, like, oh, and also in a way I'm like, well, actually the Tantra that I'm teaching and the sacred sexuality I'm teaching is more in alignment with, um, you know, what tr Tantra originally is than 90% of what's being offered in the world. So <laughs> this part of me wants to kind of like help drown that out with something more aligned. And yeah, it's really challenging at the moment with what's happening and this kind of new modality almost being created or this new path um that you know was near tantra but now it almost needs to be called something else it's like yeah where do we go with that because words are so important especially when people are like specifically looking for tantra um and yeah 
What what are your thoughts on that? I'm curious. (laughs) What's coming up for me around this is, is really this question of how do you rescue something back out of the grips of capitalism? Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is what's coming up for me around this because to me this is like the this element that turns things into diluted and simplified and sellable and scalable and you know marketable is this is this desire for profit is this is this question okay like how can I make money out of it and and oftentimes uh, it, in my observation, like this is this is how ideas get diluted because then you want to reach the masses. And when you want to reach the masses, I suppose you want to you want to appeal to to the norm or to what's considered to be the norm. And and then there's so much um, there's so much diversity and so much queerness and so much, um, you know, like uh, expanded experience of life that's being left behind to serve you know, to serve the mass market. And, mm, and this yeah. is where, and this is where language gets subverted because you popularize the word Tantra as the equivalent of sexuality. And, and, you know, and it gets, I mean, back to this, uh, to like this, like social media policy of like literally blocking. I think it's part of like, at least Instagram's uh, community standards that like they list Tantra along words, that are related to to sexuality and to and to abuse and and to like non like non-standard community behavior but and this is and this is a term that's taken from from a spiritual path right like there's 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 nothing in my opinion there's nothing harmful or subversive i mean subversive maybe but like harmful it, it isn't and and we're in this like we're pull of um of of losing of lose of losing language because it's because of its dilution process i don't know what what do you what do you think Jury's still out. I feel like we almost need a campaign of like, take tantra back and you know for me it's like if if you wouldn't like change the word tantra with something like buddhism you know like when people like oh yeah like tantric shamanic flower shower I don't know (laughs) some kind of workshop or whatever like and the way that people are using yeah tantra as a synonym for like sex or something I think people need to recognize that if you're using the word tantra or like tantric then yeah it's the same like if you wouldn't have uh, a buddhist uh sex magic workshop which you can because there's tantric buddhist sex magic (laughs) yeah you know then you should call it tantric and uh, for people to start recognizing that like the word Tantra is just like Taoism and Buddhism and, you know, like uh, all these other kind of spiritual paths. And um, it's, yeah, kind of hard, like once it has been railroaded into something completely different and, you know, even on um like some of the mainstream TV shows has been great that Neo Tantra has been showing up on Netflix and they're talking about Tantra, but then it's always, yeah, like, oh yeah, we got a Tantra teacher uh, doing Tantra. And then she's doing like a sexual healing process with someone that's got nothing to do with like Tantra. There's no like mantras or meditation on the energy body or, um, you know, no, no talking about Tantric philosophy or anything. And it's like, well, that that's a beautiful sexual healing practice and that's really powerful but like that that's not like the essence of what tantra is that you're doing there and you know it just gets really 
uh, yeah, are really confusing. And it's a shame because I, I want to help guide people back to like what Tantra is, because I feel like this is the philosophy and this is the kind of spiritual path that is so relevant for the modern day and that could really help so many people like if people were actually accessing um the essence of what this path is about like we could be really um having a lot more like love and harmony and understanding and yeah discernment is a big part of the path which is a very needed thing in this day and age and um a way for people to yeah get out of the matrix capitalistic world and get more in touch with nature and their bodies and like there's so much that tantra can offer people and it's like this this neo-tantra element of it is like beautiful practices for sexual healing and for making people feel good in their bodies a bit. Um, but also like, I'm yeah, really noticing that it's, um, also, you know, if people aren't doing the kind of deeper shadow work and the deeper awakening work that comes with Tantra, and they're just doing all these like pumping up their energy body and, uh, being all orgasmic, this is how you get people that then are having all this energy going towards their spiritual ego. And they're, they're ending up like with whatever mental health issues they already had, like actually getting worse and getting more intense. Um, because they're not like grounding all these powerful energy body practices in with um, a deeper understanding of the nature of reality. So yeah, there's also like some risks to people kind of getting only a certain part of the tantric stuff without the rest of it. That's like mm. even more important and even more necessary. Uh, so yeah, I'm still, still the jury's out for me on <laughs> um, right. what we can do on it, but I think it's an ongoing conversation that a lot of us need to be having and, um, inquiring into, I guess, especially yeah, for me, like running a facilitator training now and teaching sacred sexuality and Tantra, like this has been a big question for me and being like, mm -hmm. okay, how are we bringing in the next generation of facilitators? And, you know, if they're going to be calling their work Tantra, like I'm going to be quite strict of like, if you want to call it Tantra, you need to read some Tantras. You need actually <laughs> um, like get some research into what Tantra is. Like we've got enough people out there selling something that's completely off. And this is cultural appropriation when, you know, and this is like appropriating, not, well, it's not even really a culture. It's religious appropriation. <laughs> like it's a, right. it's a whole like path appropriated. Um, and, you know, we don't want to be doing that. We want to be like honoring while still adapting to the modern day because yeah, obviously uh, things need to be modernized and kept up with the times. Mm. Yeah, so much. Yes. I mean, what's what's coming up for me is like on, on the one hand, I'm very much on board with this with this idea of like, let's bring Tantra back. Let's reclaim Tantra. Let's take Tantra back. Let's take it away from all of these things that like, quote unquote, are in Tantra. And the other thing that's really alive for me is is this Tantric Tantric principle of detachment. You know, mm. like, you know, are we right now just attaching ourselves to a to a certain expression of Tantra and claiming ownership of it where, you know, the reality is we're also appropriating it, right? Like we're both of us are, are, are white humans 
we did not grow up with this tradition. We weren't like uh, we weren't handed over, handed it over, you know, in the in in the guru tradition um, of the lands from which it comes from. Like we're also like having our own interpretation of it. I don't know if tantra was intended to be queer or like or the way it was taught. You know, maybe maybe there was some heteronormativity in that culture. Like there there's no way there's no way for me to to tell. All I can do is kind of practice it the way I understand it, and I and I practice the core teachings the way I understand them. So I go back and forth between like the authentic desire for like I, I also have this like I, I want people to know what Tantra really is and it feels very alive in me the statement and at the same time it coexists with you know the teaching of well maybe Tantra is all of it because Tantra is everything right so um, so in a sense it is like the like the um, the super uh, binary heterosis um, <laughs> normative patriarchal attitude of like of how it's being taught because this is what society is and it's a reflection of 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 just the world that we live in and and in my like, in in how I understand tantric principles, it would also it would also be not uh, very tantric, I would say, to um, to reject that completely because that's a part of reality, you know. And it's also this thing that we are uh, feeling very connected and, and relating to very deeply um, from this like spiritual perspective that's like expansive and and meaningful to us in other ways that feel more authentic perhaps uh, or like that we like to put this like label of authenticity on but but who's to say right um so this mm. is this is kind of this this field that i that i try to to also be aware of where you know and like to remember to remember these principles that 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 teach me to not reject any part of experience and and the the, the fact that that's part of our world is real. I mean, it's part of reality. Nothing is separated. We are not separated from, you know, <laughs> from the egos yeah. the who, who claim Tantra in a certain specific ways. Um, and what what also really resonated with me in if from what you said was um, this question of harm. You know, like how like how can we be a part of the not so clearly defined community let's say of facilitators while you know but also have a certain amount of responsibility and integrity in how we practice and how do we but and how do we kind of distinguish ourselves from like saying that the way I do tantra is very harm aware and very trauma aware uh, versus there's other ways of practice it of practicing it which is in my observation in my opinion in my experience is not super delicate on the nervous system and you know leads people to peak experiences that they're not integrating very well and potentially causing you know overall emotional harm and it's also called tantra and kind of I would even say owning that as a part of like that's the community that that we're part of unless you know we call it something different which I keep I keep I keep speaking in we because it seems like we we have a similar approach to things um but <laughs> I personally don't want to stop calling it tantra I don't expect these like the 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 other side of the spectrum um of the style of teachings to stop calling it tantra either because it's you know it's hashtag tantra it's it's super popular it's a it's a selling point um so yeah I think I I don't have a solution to that I just kind of I wanted to like to to share my like this 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 field that I'm experiencing of 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 understanding and, and playing with this 
Yeah. Yeah. Totally feel that. And yeah, I really resonate with what you're saying around like, who's to say that, you know, like, uh, it's been a bit of a process of mine when I do go to workshops and when I'm like sitting there and my spiritual ego comes out being like, this isn't Tantra and that's wrong. And that's not, you know, like, that's not what I learned about like what the chakras are and all this kind of stuff. And I catch myself getting really judgy. And then I try to like step into this, like, okay, this is cute. Like consciousness has decided to manifest in this way to express itself in this way. Who are we to say, that like our um, preference of consciousness expressing itself through like the type of tantra that we know that that is like right for what the world needs like there's always this new layers of um nuance and complexity and evolution happening and uh what's the right transmission for us and for our experience of living right now might be one thing and for other people like this transmission of um you know binary uh heteronormative peak experience chasing thing might be exactly what someone on their evolutionary path um needs or wants like who are we to say we don't know like the greater pattern of life um probably knows better than we do <laughs> we can um you know but yeah I think it just comes back to like trusting this um passion in us of like what we really feel we want to bring and just really showing up for that and trusting that like the right people um that also are needing that um type of medicine and that type of tantra will like find their way to us but might even be accidentally like they're looking for a peak experience workshop like I kind of have this where sometimes I'll even very specifically in the description be like this isn't going to be like a sexy neo tantra workshop like uh, this is going to be more traditional tantra and people still come like I came here because I want to learn about like uh sex and kink and i'm just like specifically <laughs> said this wasn't a workshop for that but people are still there and i'm like okay well like the universe has guided you here and you're going to get a transmission of something else that you weren't expecting that hopefully is going to make some positive shifts in your life and like that can be a really cool thing uh one of my teachers said you know sell people what they want and give them what they need like if people are looking for um, sex, like, you know, like you and like me, you go to your first Tantra workshop being like, I want to learn how to have a full body orgasm or something. And next thing you know, you're like, oh my God, my whole perception of reality is shifted. And I have this like whole different idea of what things are. And um, that's actually a beautiful gift if we can use that like gateway of people wanting better sex and then be able to give them like the kind of tools that will actually really help their uh, soul expand and, um, mm. you know, be really uh yeah taken on on the journey that we have been uh, i made a meme once that was like tantra come for the epic sex stay for the awakening into your true divine nature through epic fuck non-dual philosophy or whatever because <laughs> i was like that's it like people are coming for one thing and leaving with um something so much beyond what they could have comprehended when they first came to a workshop which is a pretty fucking cool thing um, and yeah, as you said, just trying to focus on like harm reducing, <laughs> trauma aware uh, <laughs> kind of thing is, is what we're passionate about and what we want to bring. So that's what we're going to focus on. And I just try to like drown out the noise of everything else that's happening in the scene. Just be like, okay, how do I stay in my lane and like follow what I really feel like 
um, you know, the world needs and what I want to bring and just trust that and trust like the, the life force moving through that and, um, yeah, not get discouraged and distracted by all the other things happening. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, you know, to be clear, at least on my end, I am a I'm in full support of people in the world having better sex, having more sex, yeah, absolutely, having, sex, having a neo tantra version of of better sex or 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 more of it or more aware and like whatever in whatever doses and whatever form. <laughs> Uh, people get access to more pleasure, more connection to their body, more ecstatic existence, with or without spiritual path, we're with or without devotional practices, any of that. Like there's, I think, I think pleasure, just just in general, more pleasure is, you know, is such huge medicine to everyone. And if that's what... If that's what Neo-Tantra is bringing and in its form of cis-heteronormativity that frustrates us so much, I, I I have compassion for it. You know, I have acceptance for it. And as you say, you know, we don't know what the, what, what medicine the world needs. Like, we don't know what's going to work. We're just like, we're just doing our thing, you know, or like, I'm just, I'm just doing my thing. There's something that I feel called to do, and and it kind of like and it it feels like it's moving through me as 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 a mission, as just like the most natural thing to do. And I just keep saying yes, you know, like moment to moment, day to day. I just keep saying yes to whatever it is that I do. And right now, it's kind of educating about queerness and tantra and just the intimacy and sexuality in general. So, yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. to me, it's like I don't know, it's all part of the same mission, frustrations yeah. included. absolutely and yeah the frustrations like help light the fire that keep us going with the work as well I find like when I do get like kind of triggered and frustrated with this it's like okay this is going to motivate me to like make more content to make more videos to um show up more because like this um yeah it's the transmuting the the anger passion into like aliveness and momentum which is what like the energy of rage and anger is really about so Mm -hmm. um I'd love for just to finish off if you have like some of your favorite like querying tantra um tips or like a transmission for people out there um that you know might want to be yeah stepping into this world either as like a queer person wanting to do tantra or for someone that's already like maybe a tantra teacher or something that uh wants to be more queer friendly anything you want to share around that hmm I don't have a quote from the top of my head and mm, what's coming up for me um, as, as a really important message to Tantra teachers or people who educate around Tantra um, and are interested in being more inclusive and being more um, queer aware is to is to put in the time to understand the queer experience and and to to invite themselves to see how how deeply queer tantra really is um yeah and um yeah definitely not call something inclusive if it isn't and if you haven't gone through uh through the process of educating yourself of what what happens in a in a queer in in all in the different kinds of queer bodies and minds and life experiences because there's no one way to queer um yeah for someone who's for someone who's interested 
for someone who's interested to walk the path, I would say get curious, allow yourself to be curious and allow yourself to be discerning and allow yourself to to find the teachings that speak to you and filter out the the noise that makes it uncomfortable like find a find a safe place inside of you to receive those teachings without um yeah without like yeah challenging your own safety mm, beautiful yeah i love that um yeah Check out the <laughs> yeah yeah for sure everyone definitely has to follow Kareem tantra i'll put a link um down below and yeah and just uh also on on that note for yeah any other queer folks like if you're feeling drawn to tantra like you might encounter some workshops that are going to feel unaligned <laughs> and like some posts and things and yeah it's really just like yeah like Gilly's saying filter out what doesn't serve you and trust if there's something calling you to keep exploring Tantra, that there are teachers out there that are queer friendly, that are inclusive, that have content, um, you know, little plug, obviously the central arts school. That's one of my aims with the content is that everything's like gender neutral and queer friendly for whatever exercises and stuff. That's a big part of my um, passion of bringing, but there's a lot of other people out there now. Um, so, you know, it can really help to just like really find the people that are queer themselves that are teaching this, or at least, yeah, have um, put in the effort to get educated around that. Um, there is a yeah a big movement for that as well. And some people specifically educating um, sacred sexuality teachers on how to be queer inclusive. So it is starting to pick up more momentum, but yeah, it was beneficial for me, like to, you know, know that like, okay, just because this one person is saying this stuff doesn't mean that's what Tantra is. And I knew within me when I first came across Tantra that they like that this was the thing. It was something here for me. And I kept digging and I kept finding more and more that was like really in alignment. So I'm glad I didn't um, kind of like quit and give up and be like, all right, this is just some like white hetero blah, blah stuff. <laughs> you know, I just, yeah, like just keep, keep going if you feel that pull and um, yeah, don't let some shitty teachers kind of pull you out of your spiritual path because there's so much magic that you can um, learn and experience here as uh, we can attest to <laughs> yeah yeah and uh if you're in berlin then you can also connect with gilly running some juicy events and things like that too and hopefully more this summer maybe we'll get to do one together while i'm in berlin as well so uh, yeah, love that <laughs> yeah <laughs> cool well thanks for having a chat with me today and yeah Look forward to seeing you in Spain for our teacher training. There's still spots left if any last minute people want to come join us. <laughs> yes, looking forward to it. And thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it inspiring. You can connect with me on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and through my website, sensualartistry.com and sensualarts.school, where you can get some freebies and sign up to my mailing list to stay in touch. Hope to see you again soon.